welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods with Paul, Joe and myself, David. In this episode, we are talking about Pink Floyd. How are you feeling about this episode, boys? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, like we were discussing offline before we started, uh, I know all these songs like the back of my hand, but um, <laughs> I just realised that I don't know the names of half of them. <laughs> so uh, um, it should be uh, quite funny trying to remind myself uh, what I'm actually talking about. Aye, well, we'll see how we get on anyway. You might have to have to pause it a few times and get Spotify on to just remind yeah. ourselves of what bits of songs belong to which song titles and all the rest of it. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, Paul, what's your, what's your feeling on doing this? Yeah, looking forward to, to uh, talking about this band. Uh, they're a band I get into quite late, like uh, maybe about 18, 19 or something before I kind of uh, get into them. So, um they, they always seemed a bit grown up and not really for me when I was younger, like when I was getting into Queen and all that kind of stuff. You know, they always seemed a bit too serious and all that, not very accessible and all that. So, yeah, uh, but I made up for it since because, you know, it's, it'll come as no surprise to anyone that Pink Floyd are a pretty amazing bands, you know. Aye, yeah. I'll, I'll say yeah. that. Aye, aye. Yeah. Yep, that, yep, they're pretty good. Um, so before we delve into talking about Floyd, um, just want to say a big thanks to Lynn and Stuart, who very kindly donated to help support the podcast. So thank you very much, Lynn and Stuart. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, yep. Lynn and Stuart. And it helps us to keep forging ahead for good or bad, I suppose. <laughs> so if you keep giving us money to pay for our Zoom, <laughs> Zoom costs and anything else, then... You're keeping us doing this podcast, so um, if you want it to stop, stop giving us the, the cash to do so, and we'll, yeah. we'll stop. Stop <laughs> yeah. encouraging us. Aye, Aye. Exactly. <laughs> but if you do like what you hear, um, please subscribe and also follow us on Twitter at LapPods. You can also donate, like Lynn and Stuart have done, uh, via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash LapPods. And I suppose if you've stumbled across this podcast because you've maybe searched for Pink Floyd podcast and you're a bit confused because you're seeing loads of Queen stuff and all the rest of it, um, well, we are a Queen podcast first and foremost. And what we're doing is we're indulging ourselves um, with other bands just as little bonus episodes. So if you're not a Queen fan and you've stumbled across this, that's absolutely fine. Um, hope you enjoy what we've got to say about Pink Floyd. And uh, yeah. So see how it goes. Uh, so I suppose let's let's get into it. Let's let's start start talking about Pink Floyd, right? Um, I think Paul Paul kind of started kind of talking about his relationship with Pink Floyd. I think um, mine's is very similar in, in the fact that I was very late to to the game with Pink Floyd as well. I got into them about nineteen ninety four or ninety five. It was it was one of those years, and um, it was my girlfriend at the time was playing Division Bell a lot. And it just eventually just started seeping into my consciousness. And I uh, eventually bought the album. And uh, I remember Joe's disappointment when I when I bought it, because myself and Joe were always anti-Pink Floyd, like, forever. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the reason why, though. Oh, yeah, no, we will. Yeah. And I remember you know, Joe being disappointed, but when he actually heard uh, the album and had a wee listen, I think the what surprised Joe, for, for my memory serves me right, but I'll let Joe speak for himself, was... That there was a lot more guitar on it than than they realised. They thought I yeah. think they thought it was a bit more keyboard orientated and things like that. True. So I think that was a surprise to Joe. And it was you know 
it was a surprise to me, I suppose, but more so indirectly because I was just hearing it in the background, you know, playing away as opposed to being being focused on this is an album I'm, I'm listening to kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I got Pulse, they, you know, obviously a live album from that tour. And that was when I started hearing these other songs like Hey You and Comfortably Numb and all these. I'm like, oh, right, these songs are interesting. This is starting to actually get get more interesting. And then when you realise that, you know, these other albums are out there and you start buying them, you go, oh, right, this is this is a lot better than the Division Bell, man. The Division oh, Bell has is, is fallen way, 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 way down. But um, I think, you know, even at school, like, you know, myself and Joe, and I think Paul have similar experience to this, it was all the kind of bams, as we say in Scotland, all the... Jabs, jabs. Jabs, as you might say, in England. Um, it was all them that were into Pink Floyd and that. You know, I think that was one of the reasons why I certainly resisted them for so long, yeah. because it just seemed like, you know, you know, you have a smoke and you listen to Pink Floyd, and it just... Yeah. I was never into that kind of kind of thing, and uh, I think I resisted them for, for that reason for so long. But um, the bombs were right; they were right because Floyd, <laughs> Floyd, are, are, are shit hot, you know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I remember Joe. I mean, we used to talk about Floyd as well. I think you used to take the you know another brick in the wall line and say, all in all, it's just another prick in the band. Nice. <laughs> 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 The fourteen-year-old part. Of I, I was about to say that the wit of the thirteen, fourteen-year-old. Terrible. Um, but yeah, no, no. So that was kind of my. So I, I was very late to the game. I mean, when I say late, I was 15, 16 years old. Aye, right? sixteen. Aye. And that was that's fairly late for 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 us, given how early we were all into music, you know. So, um, aye, very late on. Um, but uh, Joe, I'll, I'll fire out. Are you anything to add into to the mix uh, of your kind of what your relationship with Floyd and where it all kind of started? Well, obviously, I kind of I get into Pink Floyd because you ended up getting into Pink Floyd, um, and it was it wasn't because you know oh you're my friend so I need to like what you like, but um, it was exactly that you know you you bought the Division Bell and I remember because we used to hang about constantly back when we were young. Um, it was always you had it on quite heavily, and then you bought Pulse, and then that was on quite a lot as well, um, and exactly the same as you. I just. I, kind of subconsciously heard these songs. I was like, do you know what? I like this. Um, and at the time, like you said, there was a lot of resistance because, I mean, by by 95, we were, like, properly into, like, extreme music. Like, yeah. like I mean, we were right into it, like Napalm Death and all that kind of carcass, all these really underground um, death metal grindcore bands and stuff. So it was, a kind, of, it was kind of weird in a way because... It, that was probably the start of our musical taste getting very, very extreme. So mm-hmm. it was weird actually that hearing Floyd that kind of, you know, we were so accept so accepting of it at, at, at that time. Um, but I mean, the songs were just undeniable at the end of the day, and that was it. And um, but again, for the same reasons, it was like when I when I was growing up, it was it was constantly people that smoked uh, dope, and it was the same shit constantly. It was like, oh, you need you need to have a smoke to like Pink Floyd, which is fucking bullshit. Because I don't yeah. smoke uh, cannabis, I don't even drink, and you know, I, I can put any one of those classic records on, put put some, you know, dim the lights and just zone out on it, and I'm not full of drugs to enjoy it. Um, so that was a definitely a you know an obstacle that was in the way at that time for me. That, that but it, you know, eventually I overcame it, you know, because yeah, like I said, you just can't deny the music. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously I started 
around about the same time as you, David. I, I started buying the records as well, like mm-hmm. Wish You Were Here, The Wall, Pink, uh, The Wall, Pink, uh, fucking Dark Side of the Moon, uh, all those kind of records. So, yeah, fan- fantastic band and one of my favourite bands of all time, actually. Yep, yep, same here, man. Uh, Paul, anything else to add into the... You know you could have started talking about your experience um, with Floyd yeah, and you back at the start uh, there, but... Uh, well, a little bit of family history. Um, my, my dad, or your dad, uh, mine and David's dad, uh, uh, Billy, with the big Freddie Mercury Tash. Aye. Uh, what a Aye. guy. Sam, um, Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> um, he owned... He's... he's wasn't and still is really isn't a big music guy um unless it's irish rebel music um <laughs> uh, um it, it, uh, i can slag him because he's never going to listen to this so that's fine um, <laughs> he he had two cassettes um one of one of which was dark side of the moon and the other one was elo discovery so I played both of them because you know I I, I was getting into music and all that and you know uh, I, I would like a little sponge I would you know absorb anything. I used to play all my mum's seven inch singles you know <laughs> most most of which was crap but you know um, but there was some good stuff in there um, and uh, I I didn't particularly like Dark Side of the Moon but I absolutely loved Discovery. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, and I, I actually still like Discovery, but anyway. ah, fair enough, man. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I, I guess it's it's kind of roundabout way of saying ELO was accessible, uh, catchy, uh, yeah. you know that type of thing. Whereas yeah, yeah sorry, uh, Floyd, Floyd, where uh, uh, it took a bit more effort. Um, yeah, that, that I wasn't willing to give when I was about whatever. 13, 14, whatever it was. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, I think basically every household in Britain had a copy, you know, whether they liked Floyd or not, you know, it was just one of these things. Everybody had it, you know. Uh, yeah. So that, that was just a wee thing that just came into my head there. And uh, shout out to Billy. How you doing, mate? Uh, <laughs> he listens to every episode. Aye. Uh, my bet. So obviously in, in this episode, we're only going to be talking about um, from 1971 to 1977. And the reason being is there's just too much music to try and cram into one podcast. So we'll do two podcasts and uh, we'll do that and then we'll pick up at the wall and we'll move on to um, the Division Bell and possibly Endless River. If we've got time, we might, we might even do that um, as well um, on part two. But um, you might be asking why you're not doing 67 to 71 um, and it's a good question. I think, you know, just for all three of us, um, you know, Floyd really started properly for with, with metal. And I know that's a common, yeah, that's a common, uh, you know, a common sort of opinion. And, and a lot of Floyd fans and Dave, David Gilmore himself is, is kind of, you know, feels that way about Floyd as well. They kind of started with that album. Um, and that's not to say there's not good music from 67 to 71. There's a lot of tracks I'm really fond of, you know, Set mm-hmm. the Controls, with you know, ah, it's brilliant. a great yep. track, you know, and even Atom Heart Mother, as much as it's a mess, I love it. You know, it's yeah. just a great tune, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the Nile song, you know, from um, the Moore soundtrack. There's a lot, yeah. lots, lots of, you know, and the Sid Barrett stuff, I'm not massively keen on, you know, um, you know, Bike and Siemily Play. They're really, really well-crafted pop songs, but they don't just, they don't hit the, the right kind of buttons 
you know. Yeah, um, totally agree. You know, it's, so. it's a bit too 60s for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no doubt that Sid had an, an ear for melody and Aye. catchiness, and you know, you know, there, there's absolutely no doubt. And I think that's why the other three guys in the band at the time, you know, were just in awe of the guy, you know, um, because they they were still very much trying to learn how to write songs, and this guy and could play just, probably, aye, yeah, mm-hmm. and this guy could just knock them out, you know. So I, I totally understand that, and obviously with, with Sid as well, you know, I think we'd all agree that we're. You know, a lot of pity for the guy, you know, how it all turned out for him, you know, because, you know, there, there was a guy, the, the rest of the band were talking about a guy that was very happy, very positive, you know, just a lovely guy to be around. And even in, I think it was Rick Wright that said, even about Sid, they said, even in the the, the era where you just walk into a party and it'd be, all right, man, and it would even be names and stuff. You wouldn't even know people's names. Sid was always, my name's Sid. How, pleased to meet you. And it would be very right. kind of personable. personable and mm-hmm. forthright. You know, he wasn't getting caught up too much. And that can I'm too cool for school kind of uh, stuff, you know, that was obviously going on in the 60s. But of course, it was a casualty of the 60s, the acid stuff and all that, and yeah, the parties, and you know, so um, you know, you Pink Floyd fans out there know the story behind it. You don't need me to tell, you know, the light goes out in his eyes, apparently, and then from that point onwards, he's he's you know, he's just he's they just can't can't get to him, you know, um, in many ways. And I think um obviously, you know, throughout Floyd's career after that. I think certainly in Rogers' writing, you can hear um, mm. almost the guilt. I would say, um, yep. and that he feels for maybe that they all didn't maybe you know I the probably more time, more time, or maybe they could have helped him more because essentially what they did is they just decided not to pick him up for a gig. That's right, yeah, and that was mm. it from that point onwards. You know, he was he was kind of out of the band. So. I mean, I mean, they were young guys at that time. Man. Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. that young guys, you're not you're not you're not mature enough mentally at that time. So it's hard. You yeah. can't really. And at the, at that time, they're not expecting him to go downhill the way he did. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're just getting sick of the guy because he wasn't showing up for shows, or if he was showing up for shows, he was blankly staring into the crowd and yeah. just strumming an open guitar and not doing mm-hmm. it. I mean, you're not going to put up with that. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. Care, don't care who you are. You're going to tell that guy to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. I mean, I, I think that's. I think it's because the song is, is, you know, he was their friend. You know, a really, really close friend to yeah. all the bands. So they're seeing their friend, <laughs> and they're. I mean, as Roger says that you know, and he said their mission was to become a successful and rich rock Absolutely, band, yeah, pop totally. band, or whatever. You know, that's what that's what Roger's aim was. He wanted to be successful and rich, and he was holding you know, back. And then you know, and, and that's it. So you're getting in the way of us doing that, you know. Yeah. So um, you know, and I think that's I think that you know it's been mentioned that maybe the pressure from from the rest of the band to be able to you know try and achieve that goal had its impact on Sid as well, because Sid, it was that, despite him writing very accessible songs, he actually wasn't, it seems to be that he didn't want to be this big, you know, big star, you know. But I, I think obviously that's, that that guilt is, you know, like I said, in Rogers' lyrics going forward and there's, there's songs about him and, you know, either directly or indirectly. And he's always, you know, I know Rogers, always, he's always in Rogers' mind um, and he still plays shows to this day. You know, he's always... He's usually always mentioned in some way or other, you know. Um, but which I think is really, really cool. It's good that you know he's he's trying to keep the guy, the guy absolutely. You know, um, probably life, of, you know. Probably one of the few bands, you know. I mean, because he was he was in the infancy of that band. He could have very easily have been completely forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. You know, after you know, what nearly but 50, 50 odd years, are, yeah, and he's still you know flying the flag for him. It, means uh, he must, it must have meant a lot to the guy. I uh, you know absolutely. 
And I think that's the thing, you know, you know, even Dave as well, when he came into the band, you know, he was fond of Sid as well, you know, it's, it's like, mm. um, but you know, I, th I think it's because the guy was, like I said, just that, yeah. you know, genuinely nice guy, you know. So Yeah, Dave helped, uh, helped Sid out with his, his two solo albums as well. Yeah, um, produced them and wrote, wrote a couple of songs and stuff like that, played, played on them. So, you know, um, yeah, uh, uh, who, who knows how you would handle that kind of situation? And, you know, people can be cynical and go, oh, well, you know, they, they just abandoned them and all that. But the, the evidence is that they didn't, you know, they, they, no. certainly in David's case, you know, he he, he tried. Tried, tried to get them back into working and, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. Um, and I, I know there's a, there's a story where they, they took him to Ronnie Lang, who was a very uh, famous psychiatrist at the time, Scottish guy, um, very radical ideas about mental health and all that. Um, and he even he just said that this guy's beyond, uh, you know, um, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say hope or anything like that, but... You know, in terms of a bigger task than yeah, just, in terms, yeah, in terms of, of him getting yeah. back into a fun, you know, a, a functioning, you know, what yeah. whatever whatever normal as person, you yeah. know, um, it, it's probably too late or whatever, you know, because it's like, like you said, it, it's like it, it was chemically induced. Yeah, it's not like the you know like like depression, just straight up depression and stuff like that. Obviously, I can speak about this myself, um, the experience. That's that's your own brain chemistry, and you know you can you can probably work with that. But when it's an external force, like a substance that you've taken too much of, then you're it's actually physically <laughs> fucking with your brain. <laughs> Do you know what ah, I mean? It's yeah. also damaging. It's, 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 that, I damaging. It's, it's it's a form yeah. of brain damage. So you're not going to come back for that. Yeah, I mean there was other guys as well. That obviously Peter Green. Um, ah, he was sleeping. Mac. He yeah, he became right. a, a bit of a an a acid close. casualty. And but eventually came out of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, with a lot of help, he, yeah. he managed to get uh, uh, get back and was playing and stuff. One quick thing before we get into start to start to talk about the albums, I think it's quite quite strange that the um, the, the you know the band wanted success, you know, and you had these songs like you know minor hits at the time. Obviously, you know we see Emily playing things like that and and Arnold Lane and things like that, and. Uh, when Sid left, they they kind of started getting soundscapey and stuff. So they wanted to be these big stars and make loads of money, but they they started mm. going more avant-garde. My my theory on it is because they didn't know how to write songs. That was exactly Actually, what it was because I, I seen an I seen an interview with, with just, yeah. about it. I did just I, just I, jamming, just long jams. I, that was that basically. It's yeah. interesting. So it, it took them a long time to actually get to the point where. They were writing songs, you know, um, that, that recognizable songs, you know. So it's quite so by, by by default, they, they they became totally unique. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, I know said that his moments, obviously astronomy, Domini, and all that. That's kind of got the the kind of later on, you know, like Floyd vibe to it as well. You know, the the kind of yeah. the wacky stuff and all that. But but anyway, I suppose that's enough of, of talking about, I guess, those earlier years. But um, I want to shift way forward to 1971. And we're going to start off with the medal album. Um, so this came out in 1971, as I said, and for many is the start of start of Pink Floyd as we know it. So, um, Paul, do you want to kind of give us a wee kind of idea of you know medal for you, and and if anything, pick out some tracks and moments on the album that are 
for you. Um, yeah, Me- Meadows. It's a, it's a great album, and it, and it sounds it sounds really good. Um, and all, all well, all Floyd albums sound great. Um, they've, they've always got great production. Um, everything's very clear and you know crisp and everything. Um, yeah, obviously the, the standouts in this. It's it's obviously echoes, but uh, one of these days is great as well. You know that 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 bass thing, the the, the double bass mm-hmm. thing going. You know, uh, Gilmer's playing um, uh, a bass, and uh, Waters is playing a, apparently a bass that had shitty strings on it that needed yeah. changed, and and they got they got that kind of manky kind of sound. Okay. Um, yeah, which really works. Um, and there's some great slide guitar in that track as well from from Gilmer. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I like the little uh, the, the little bit of a uh, dialogue that's in that, and, and it's a uh, Nick Mason saying, "One of these days, I'm going to cut you into little pieces." Cool man, I like that. <laughs> I like the nasty. I like, yeah. That's what I was about to say. That, that, that I, I like the element of nastiness, and it and it it, it comes in quite early in, in Floyd. Uh, uh, it's not just by the time we get to animals and all that. You know that yep. there's a nasty side. It's 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 here already. You know, in 1971. Yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, I de- yeah. I mean, it's. I, I mean, well, I, I guess we'll get to echoes. Uh, um, the three of us, but. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you know you've got you've got Seamus the dog, you know, which is cool, you know, howling away, um, a, a bit of a throwaway track, maybe a bit of filler, but it's kind of it's kind of fun as well, and you know, Pink Floyd and fun is is something that's we're not going to get much of, you know, from about Dark Side onwards, um, and San Tropez is a kind of whimsical kind of thing, um, so they're they're certainly on the cusp of. You know that there's still elements of Sid Barrett there. You know, in terms of like the whimsy and all that, um, but they're you know they're heading off into their own direction as well. Yeah, it's a it's a cool album, man. Totally. I mean, I think to see the the dog Seamus. Yeah. Apparently, it was Steve Marriott's dog. That's yeah. right. Uh, Gilmer used to take it for a walk. Ah, uh, the small aye. faces. Uh, yeah, so his dog. So, um, anyway, man. I I mean, see, see Saint Tropez. Uh, see when you talk about the nastiness yeah. and things like that. See, I, I, I picked it up wrong until I looked at the lyric sheet. Um, so it's slide a line down behind a sofa in Central Pay. So I thought the line was slide a line down behind us behind the sofa in San Santa Pay. <laughs> so I thought it was like a chemical in the water and stuff, and then <laughs> waters was being like you know already being kind of cynical, and oh. <laughs> it's actually really it just is what it is in terms of like Aye. you know just a nice wee relaxing song. <laughs> Even the most innocent songs you're looking for some sort of because <laughs> waters know, wrote ulterior it. motive. Aye. That's it. Um, but I really like pillow of uh, pillow of winds. Um, you know the Aye. one that Gilmore sings. The, the really thing. Okay thing. Yeah. Um, and I was I was watching a. Um, it was a kind of review of Meadow um, on, I think it was in Prime or something. One of these, it's, it's about twenty years old, you know. And some of them are, some of them are, are awful. Some of them are so so. This one was okay, but um, you know, one of the the journalists was making the point, and I can absolutely see it that I, I think they were going for that kind of Crosby, Stills, Nash kind of type vibe, 
but just being an English band, it's just come across as just very Englishy folk, and I think that's Aye. that's what I hear. Mm. I think what you'd say yeah, maybe the West Coast vibe of it is when you hear the, the slide guitar yeah. in, the, in the background. Yeah. Just that's yeah, yeah. that's maybe where you can mm. say, ah, okay, the West Coast influence coming in there. But it sounds very English to me, uh, like an English folk song, and and I think it just uh, it's a great tune. And, and Dave just sounds sounds beautiful, you know. He's what you know, some voice you know, that kind of stuff, you know, absolutely beautiful. Um, and fearless, obviously, fearless is is. I really love the the guitar line. Yeah, you know, the, I, you know. I do. I do have an issue with uh, some of the vocals in fearless. Okay, right. um, the walk alone part at the end. Yeah, Celtic fans sing it a lot better than Liverpool fans. Aye, well, that's true. Aye. So there you are. That's 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 my point about that. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, I mean, because even even Rogers, an Arsenal fan, and they were saying they were quite surprised that he was actually wanting this to to go on the the record, you know. So you know, Liverpool fans singing, you'll never walk alone. But um, and again, fearless is apparently about Sid. I think the you'll never walk alone part apparently is their message to him. No, you you'll never be alone. We'll always be here for you, you know. And I think. I think in even many ways the door was always still open for him to come back, you know, at some point and rejoin the band, you know. Obviously that never ever happened, but yeah, but um I think overall medal, I think just uh I like the fact that it is it's kinda like it is bookended by those two very Floyd kind of you're one of these days and the echoes are very Floyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then in the middle you've got these kind of if you want to call song songs. Ah, it's real songs, palette cleansers, whatever you want to call them, and just kind of chilled out summary vibe to them, you know. There's there's that kind of mm. that kind of that kind of feeling on them. Um anything to add in, in the mix here, Joe? Well, I can't really add anything because I agree with with everything that you've said about the, the songs. Um yeah, I I, I, I Winds is one of my favourite songs on it. I think it's absolutely amazing, it's beautiful. I, I just just it's like slipping into a warm bath, man. It's just like yeah. I've seen that in my wife before the pod. I was just listening to it and I was like I was like, this this is just like Pink Floyd write the best chill out music. But, yeah. but with an with an edge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. just like chill out and kind of bland. You know what I yeah. mean? It's and and I think that just goes to to show that, you know, just how you know diverse in a lot of ways yeah. this band are, because like you like said, you've got these two colossal what we, we kind of know as the, the the typical Pink Floyd 70s, what was to become the 70s era sounds, you know, the big soundscapes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the big long tracks. And then you've got something like this, which is a very straightforward folk song. Uh, yeah. And I love that dynamic. Uh, this, I, I'll be honest, this album was, I mean, I knew it, but I wasn't like, you know, like I didn't know inside out. I hadn't sure. listened to it in a very long time, but after listening to this, I mean, this is this album is a, is a fantastic record. And I've got to agree with Paul, I could I can't actually believe how good the production is in this at 1971. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the guitar, I mean, it, you'd be hard pushed to have a, a, a acoustic guitar sound as good on a on a production now as yeah. it is on that. It sounds like he's in your living room playing it in front of you. Uh, it's amazing. And the guitar playing is beautiful on it, all the slide stuff. I mean, on, on obviously I'm talking about a, a power of winds here. It's gorgeous. Fearless, I love and I, for the same reason. I love that. Bang, you know, it's yeah, got yeah. that kind of the kind of the drop sort of thing, and the just great, great, great songs, and a really, really, really strong album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think obviously the showpiece of the album's obviously Echoes, aye, um, aye. which yeah, is yeah. which is you know just obviously it takes up the, the full aside too, 22 and a half minutes. Um, dynamically, this is it's just fantastic, isn't it? It's just amazing. 
it's just um i think it, it it's because it, it just it gets through a few different vibes as well you know it's pretty much the, mm-hmm. this it's, you know it's bookended with the same kind of song it starts off the same way and it finishes off the same yeah, way yeah. yeah but the stuff you get in between uh, as well is just really really yeah. really cool i mean when you get to the bit where um you get the kind of funky bit almost like, dun, 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 and then yeah, Dave's, yeah. Dave's Dave's really his tone is amazing on those bits, you know, when it's you know the, it's really it's really thick and you hear a lot of the reverb and then a it goes back and the space again just letting it groove, you know, and then Dave will come back in another wee bit and it's it's sort of what I like it, but it's all on the kind of the middle notes as opposed to too high or too low. It's just just he's just picked the right part of the fretboard to go to, I think, for for those bits, you know, just to give him a total vibe and and the Pompey like performance of this is, is, oh, is outstanding as yeah. well, you know. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, and you've got the I think Rick Wright on this. Rick Wright is fantastic on this. You know the the organ and the you know the the piano on it. So it's just beautiful mm. as well. You know. Um, yeah, and the the machine that goes ping. I <laughs> mean, in a life. Aye. <laughs> ping, ping. Ping. Aye. But that's it, just that one note. If you hear Aye. that, you you know Aye. it's instantly recognizable. Now, you just know, a, and, and um the the, the bit um where Gilmar is doing those it's like wheel noises. Yeah, and that was that was he uh plugged a wawa pedal in the wrong way around yeah. and he got that sound. You know, and, and they just thought that, that sounds great. We're we're putting that in, you know. Yeah. Um right. and just just from you know uh, a, a mistake, you know, that they're able to think up that's this kind of thing, and 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 that's in the spirit of the times, you know, that experimentation was still happening in music, you know, it wasn't until oh, maybe, you know, by the time you get to maybe the mid seventies, everything was kind of already done or whatever. Um, but there was, you know, there was still uh, new things happening um, in terms of sound and all that, obviously. You know, you had all the synthesizers and all that coming in as well. You know, so you were getting a lot of new sounds. But um, yeah, that's. I, I, I was watching a, a YouTube video, and the guy, the guy described this as um, he he saw it as taking place underwater. No, I can, so I can see it, that. Like, so I guess the ping is the sonar. And the and the pianos, the piano itself I, is watery. Is that watery almost? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, Wild West type sound that and. I, I never really made the connection because the, the pings obviously sounds like a sonar and a, a yeah. submarine kind of thing, but I never thought of the track you yeah. know, taking place underwater. Kind of well, thing. I mean, then you've got the lyric yeah. and everything is green and submarine. You've got that lyric aye, in there that suggests that aye, as well. So. And then and the artwork even as well with all the water, you know, around yeah. the, the, the yeah. underwater. There's a lot of suggestion of water. Yeah. Yeah. So I can get why they've, they've came to that conclusion. Yeah. On, the, on the, the, you know, the topic of the album cover, it always looks like an upside down no- nose to me. <laughs> and the bite bits in nostril. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's an not, ear, isn't it? Uh, it's not until you actually fold it out. You see, it's a it's an ear underwater. You know, uh, yeah, you yeah, fold yeah. It out. but it's not obvious. I think that I don't think any of them are particularly happy with it. You know, when the weight turns. Is this out, the but, one? Uh, is this the one? Storm Ferguson wanted a baboon's ass, or was, uh, that, was yeah, that obscured? That, oh, was, was that I, I think it was this one. Uh, yeah, uh, he wanted the bit. Yeah, they were like, nah, nah. Let's just put an ear underwater and give us that. You know, instead, but. <laughs> But I think um, see, this is the the, the start um, in many ways. I, I, you know, looking at the lyrics, this is the this is the start, the genesis of Dark Side. I think because um, 
when, yeah. when you look at the, the lyrics, they're very empathetic towards human beings and, and kind of maybe trying to, you know, get somewhere better. You know, I mean, even just mm-hmm. like, you know, some of the lines there, you know, and no one calls us to move on and no one forces down our eyes. You know, and no one speaks and no one tries and no one flies around the sun. It's like, it's just like nobody's hassling anybody. Nobody's getting in anybody's face. It's all that kind of just like, you know, everybody's just getting on with it and just, just being cool. You know what I mean? It's just that kind of, um, cause I think, you know, when the, the lyric, it always mentions, uh, was it by chance two separate glances meet and I am you and what I see is me. That's just saying I, we're all the same here and pretty much we're all just trying to get to the same place and, do the same thing. So I think that was the start of that looking at the human condition. And I think I think Roger said that this was the first time he was actually looking outward instead of inward, you know, towards mm-hmm. like you know, his own situation. He was actually starting to look at other people and you know and be kind of empathetic uh, towards them. So I know I think that theme obviously carries on into into dark side. But and I think even like the start of it, you know, you know, the overhead, you know, overhead, the albatross hangs motionless. You know, it's very breathe. You hear breathe, breathe in the air. Yeah, yeah. Is it mm-hmm. so? It op- occupies that same kind of you know, same sort of melody and um, uh, and stuff as well. But and I, I, I just love Rick Wright's voice. It's got a oh, great voice. I married up with just Dave, it's just... so smooth and yeah. you know, warm and all that. It's just brilliant. You know, that's what that's what Roger said. He actually did say uh, that. He said Rick, 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 and Dave had very similar voices, and then I totally. just blended, blended beautifully. Yeah, I guess what Water says more a kind of sarcastic, a biting voice. Yeah. <laughs> he's not really a singer at all. Let's no, face no. It, you know, love yeah. the sound of his voice, but he's not a singer. Uh, he's, yeah. good, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's very good at um, putting the lyrics across. Mm-hmm. Really good at that. Absolutely, like, you know, especially despite the kind of more spiteful stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, be... Everybody knows he was an angry bastard anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's just very um, true, man. Brilliant album, Medal, absolutely excellent album. And uh, you know, Echoes as as I it's just the showpiece of the album, you know, absolutely. Aye. Aye. You obviously looked at that song and, and were like, right, this this is kind of where we shine, really. This is yeah. they probably looked at that and went, everything else that's on the album, like the kind of more folk songs, if you like. They're probably more like you know, sound like other things that were going on at going on at the time. Whereas this sounded like them, and Aye. I think they, they obviously yeah. knew that, mm-hmm. and that's why they continued the dark side to go down that more of that Aye, kind of route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But before we get to dark side, we're going to talk about obscured by clouds. Now, this is for an album for me. I have to say that I, I was not massively uh, familiar with. I think I just saw it as a soundtrack album, so I kind of skipped over it a wee bit. Um, a few of the tracks I do recognize and have heard uh, many times because I think uh, I remember getting an mp3 disc way back in the early 2000s and it was just a, a kind of scatter collection of uh, early Floyd stuff and some of these tracks were on that um, but I have to say I'm, I'm quite ashamed of myself because listening to this album this is a, this this is is a great a, album it's excellent you know it's, yeah. it's um, you know uh, obviously it was a soundtrack to the film La Vallée or Vallée um, and uh, the, the album and the film sort of came out separately because I think they fell out with the director, so mm. they weren't promoted together the way a, a, you know a normal situation and you know would be. But um, I think this is. I'm really surprised. I'm, I've listened to this album a lot, and I'm really, I'm really glad to have a lot of this music in my life now because I just yeah I, I feel so stupid for like overlooking it to be honest. Um, so, but Paul, you 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 were more familiar with this album than than myself and Joe. Um, so you might do I kind of kick off. 
Yeah, uh, this 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 is a great album. It's you know it's not really regarded as an as an album really mm. by a lot of folk. You know, it's oh, it's just a, a you know a soundtrack album and it's kind of dismissed. But there's great stuff on here. Um, uh, it, it, it came out six days before I was born. There you are. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so. 1946, I don't think they were. They were aye, aye, aye. Fuck's sake, man. Yeah, uh, set. You know, obviously it starts off. Uh, you know, an, an instrumental, um, obscured by clouds. You know, then it's when you're in this, which is another instrumental. So you could, I suppose, when you're playing this, you're like, well, it's a soundtrack album, therefore. Aye, it's, it's more. You know, yeah. it's instrumental, and they're not particularly long at times. Yeah. And- yeah. But that um, opening track, you know, the Obscured by Clouds, that opening track, the, the, I like, that ex- synth, that synth, that big, that big heavy synth. Aye, oh, aye. What a sound. Just you know, and then aye, aye. He's really percussive, kind of backing track, that kind of, you know, going on. It's kind of very, um, it, it sounds like more like later 70s. I'd say it's yeah. more like 78, yep. 79 kind of style, yep. style yep. of kind of music. In, it, fact, in fact, actually, it reminds me a wee bit of the, the Warrior soundtrack a wee bit. Because <laughs> the guitars come in and the, you've got the, the, the heavy synths and all that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that synth sound is, uh, you know, for nineteen seventy two. That's amazing. You know, it's really fat. Um, that's one thing uh, about about Pink Floyd that they they never well certainly up in the the kind of Roger Waters era they they never fucked up with the synth sounds man ah they always sounded great they, they always had great yeah. and they're so, probably the, the, the one of the bands that were using it the most as well aye. when you consider that they were still monophonic and all that you know how how did they get such a fat you know aye. sound you know double uh, double learn learn it probably to fuck I I they, they must have layered it like you know but still you know what, oh, what aye, a cool impressive. sound man. Um, Amazing. and then you've got the, the gold, it's in the dot dot dot, <laughs> um, which is it's cool, it's a you know, uh, up, up tempo kind of thing, you know, upbeat type of thing. Um, and go, you can you can get little uh echoes out where Gilmer's guitar tone is going, he's, he's starting to get his shit together. I think a wee bit more than this album than maybe even metal. Yeah, you're starting to hear, you know, it's it, it, as if the confidence is growing, and obviously by the time you get to Dark Side, the man's just off the chain. But the, my favorite track on here is is the one that was released as a single, Three Four. Is I, I, I love it. I just <laughs> yeah, love it's it. A, it's a great tune. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's it's upbeat and it's but the lyrics are grim as fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, 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 this is the first time you really hear overtly, you know, Roger. Yeah. The yeah. Roger's cynicism yeah. and, 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 and you know if that that I mean because it's it's, it's kind of and I love the wee the wee accent at the end of the, uh, each line you know because the, the line is what you shuffle in the gloom of the sick room and talk to yourself as you die they're gonna be ding, you, know, <laughs> you know talk to yourself as you die <laughs> you know yeah. so it's because it doesn't yeah the lyrics don't match up with the melody yeah. but that, that's what makes it and interesting is, and cool you know uh, and, and this is the first time he mentions his his dad. Um, yeah, so that, but you are the angel of death, and I and I am the dead man's son. He was buried like a mole in a foxhole, and everyone's still on the run, you know. So and that's and that's kind of jaunty, you know. Yeah, he's going on about his dad, and you know uh, all that type of stuff, and obviously, he 
talks about his dad again as we go on, but it's yep. a bit more, you know, the music <laughs> seems I to start, fatter, fatter, a, a bit more sinister. A bit more, <laughs> um, but, but just the, the kind of cognitive dissonance going on here but between the music and the lyrics, is uh, I just love it. <laughs> it, it. It works for me, you know. It, uh, it, yeah. it, it, yeah, it goes with my sense of humour, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I sat, you know, and it's sung really well and all that. Yeah, um, yeah, cool. And uh, yeah, as uh, there's a, there's a lot of instrumental stuff on here that you know that it's hard to talk about, but um, especially the, the the last track, um, it's got the, the kind of chanting at the end. That's right. Yeah, that was some, the tribe. Something. Yeah, that's a tribe, a tribe in, in the, the movie. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, which is it's cool. It kind of takes yep. the album out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love this album. Uh, and this is a, I'll probably play this one more than Medal, to be honest. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know why, but there you are. But Medal's but, great as well. But this is, I, I love this. No, it's yeah. the thing is, I've, I've actually got it ordered. I ordered the, the record of this because I, I thought, well, I, I need to own this now because, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've really enjoyed it. And again, Cannibal, I, I, I'm surprised at myself because it's not normally like me to, you know, one of my favorite bands to overlook yeah, music, you know, you know. So this is this is bizarre to me that I've actually overlooked this album. But, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm fixing that. Joe, anything to weigh down here, man? Uh, I'm well. I'm exactly the same as yourself, David. Uh, this album, I, I, I pretty much right over my head, and I, it's kind of I'm the same as yourself. I'm a collector and stuff like that of, of bands, you know, like especially yeah. bands that I love. I'll, I will go out my way to get the entire catalogue. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I only really started listening to it in preparation for this. Um, yeah. And like like Paul said, a lot of it's hard to kind of speak about, obviously, because it's like little pieces of music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But but the good stuff is good on it. Um, yeah. I remember thinking it was some of it, you know, the more song-based stuff was a bit more 70s rock. Like, mm-hmm. like it was yeah. a bit more rocking straight 70s kind of stuff ah yeah absolutely um i think the what's the second track um on it paul you'll know uh when when you're in i think is that the one that's got the canal the canal like almost like glam rock type riff aye, that's yeah. Yeah, aye, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so are you right joe yeah i well just uh, to be to be honest i i enjoyed listening to it but again it's difficult to really pick things out um as as such you know but but I, I, I will be purchasing this myself, uh, definitely, because it, it deserves to have the attention, do you know what I mean, that I haven't been given it for the past, like, 30 years. I like Pink Floyd, so... <laughs> no, absolutely, man. So, I know I've made the same. I think there's one, just one last thing before we move on, um, and uh, it's the song Childhood's End. When you listen, actually listen to the, the vocal melody on that, King Crimson stole it the year later on Lark's Tongues and Aspic. It's easy money. Aye, easy money. I never I, I never made that connection. But yeah. I knew you pointed out. When you oh, listen, yeah. it's, the same, it's the same, same, same melody singing. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's so close. You know, you play them to them, you know, they're, they're maybe in different keys, but the, the melody is very much, much yeah. the same, you know. Um, I, Until- keep, I, keep, I, keep, I keep expecting Gilmore to say, Making easy money, you know, and it never happens, you know, because it's, it's so so bloody close. To uh, this this is the the last song he writes until Division Bell or something, isn't it? Who Dave Gilmore? Dave. Aye. Oh, Dave Gilmore. Some, there's something about it. This is a 
This was a... in terms of lyrics or aye, lyrics. Oh, lyrics, lyrics, maybe, aye, aye, maybe yeah. lyrics. Aye, aye. I thought you meant music. Uh, right, uh, no, I you must have wrote something momentary, surely. I don't know. Uh, okay, we'll I, get to that. I, anyway, until, anyway, until let's shift on. Anyway, yeah, this was the song he actually wrote. I cool. think he, he self-confessed to saying that he, he doesn't really like or he doesn't really think he's ah, a good lyricist anyway, hence why he's getting his wife to write his, his lyrics for his slow records. <laughs> right, let's shift on. So we move to Dark Side of the Moon, uh, which is <laughs> obviously it's the album that ah, the entire planet you know knows. You know, um, ah. we, we know all about that. I don't need to give you too much background on this. Um and, uh, you know, obviously the theme, you know, the theme of the album is that empathy for humanity and, you know, the struggles of, you know, humans and all the rest of it. Um, and I think it was good. It was interesting that they were actually playing most of these songs, if not all of them, live before they actually went into, into the studio aye, to record aye, them. Right. So they had a chance to sort of refine them and, and get them to where they needed to be, mostly. I think On The Run was the travel section or something it was called yeah, it was guitars yeah. it was good guitars yeah. going there back was, there was the mortality sequence or something aye so the, uh, some of them weren't, weren't, weren't quite there but you know yeah. um, but you know when they got in the studio they sorted them out but but I think they, you know this is a you know as the, as the band themselves say, say about this album this period in the recording sessions that the band were absolutely together the four of them were we are all pulling in the same direction and, and really it shows it's 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 a it's pretty lean. I mean, lean in the sense that it, it, there's, there's not a lot of, what am I trying to say here? Because there is a lot of space in the album, but what I mean is everything that's in it seems that it's it's perfect to be in it. It's meant to be there. Aye, it's meant to it's be like, there. Yeah. It's there for a reason rather aye. than just, oh, we couldn't think space. of it. So aye, just, aye. Aye. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that totally. Yep, yep. 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 So, George, you want to actually start us off with uh, Dark Side and just give us your, your kind of thoughts on it, picking out maybe a few tracks or a few bits that are highlights for yourself? I, well, I mean... <laughs> the whole album, probably. But aye, yeah. well, aye, <laughs> pre- pretty much. I, I, this is one of my, my favourite Pink Floyd albums. Um, probably not a great shock uh, to most folk. Again, man, I just love the, you know, the innovation in this record, man. Like, the... All the stuff they were doing with like sequencing and stuff, sequencers and sh- nobody was doing shit like that then. You know the, uh, what's the song again? Christ on the run, on the run, on the run. Yeah. You know they, they, they did it on the, like this kind of really primitive sort of sequencer, mm-hmm. and then they sped it up. They did it really slow, and it actually shows you in the studio footage and I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he plays it really slow, and then he, do, he turns yep. it up so it's like a constant loop. Just stuff like that, man. It's just interrupting that one, Joe. Sorry. Uh, when you see the the the, the classic album, Dark Side of the Moon, Aye. I just love that Dave Gilmore's got this old grand granddad jumper on. He's like, he's got his glasses. Yes, yes. So and then he programs <laughs> it. He's like, he's like, Aye. Aye. like, like yeah. Yeah. you know, almost like fucking like electronic. He's like, yes, yes. So heady, right? I the image of him looking like that, and the music doesn't yeah. add up. <laughs> it's just this old guy with grey hair, a, a, a Willie jumper, Aye. you know, Aye. just. Aye. But see. <laughs> see when you think about it, you know, you're talking about what, what they're wearing. I mean, electronic music was, uh, you know, you think of Delia Derbyshire and all that. And, ah, well, that's true, yeah. You know, uh, wearing the twin set and the pearls and all that, and she's creating this absolutely amazing, you know, I like the, music. Uh, the Doctor, Doctor Who, Who uh, which is Which is, again, back to one of these days, is aye. very much, so, uh, you can aye, see the influence aye. there, I. So it definitely, you know, it was, it was something that nerds did, you know. Aye, originates back with the more kind of like uh, prim and proper kind of like, aye, aye, <laughs> kind of like uh, doing that stuff. But anyway, sorry, Joe, I'll let you, I'll let you sort of carry on. Now. Sorry, mate. 
No, no, not at all, man. Not at all. Um, I, again, man, what are you going to say about this album? There's just so much great stuff on it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, time is one of my favourite things on it. I mm. mean, uh, that's amazing. Uh, Gil- Gilmer's voice is great on the album. Uh, you know, lovely bluesy, kind of frying his, his vocals and all that. Brilliant. And that's one of it. There's a song on... Yeah, his voice is really high. There's one bit in Obscure by Clouds, isn't it? And you get the, the, the tick in the... Ah, just one song yeah. and there's gonna be clouds. And yeah. they've used that, but they've they've, they've, they've obviously brought it into this. They mm. went, oh no, we'll, we'll so I think some of the ideas again were getting tested out in metal and, and obscure by clouds that are gonna find their way onto this kind of album. Aye. But ah yeah, but time I great track, man. Time uh I where do you start with? Um obviously money is awesome. I love the see the the really I can't remember what time in the bass the bass uh, line is in it. Uh, seven eight, aye, seven eight, eight. Aye, and aye, that just yep. that turnaround, you know. And yeah. again, you using the cash register, ching. The, aye. Are just, you being served? Aye, aye, <laughs> aye, totally, aye. But actually, they're just so ahead of their time, man. Um, and you could tell everything was bound towards this record at this point in their career, like we were just speaking about. You could see it, everything, you know, the, the pieces were starting to come into place with like Meadow and obviously Scored by Clouds and, and stuff like that. Um, and to, to just actually come at this point and, and be totally cohesive is, I mean, the album sales speak for itself. Do you know what I mean? This record shouldn't have sold as much as it did when you actually think about the musical content. I don't mean that as a, as a dig at the, the album because I think it's one of one of the, the best things I've ever heard. Um, music, but you're right. I mean, it's things that sell that amount of. Albums used are, are more accessible, more polished, aye, abs- more pop orientated. But this, this yeah, isn't. Yeah, this yeah, isn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this isn't an easy listen. Really, it's mm. not. This this album and like most Pink Floyd stuff, especially their early. You know, the, I'm seeing their early stuff, but right up to um, Rogers uh, Waters left. Sorry, um, it's like it demand you. The albums that you really need to sit down and listen to. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're not something you just put on in the background. You know, and time's going. Do you know where you're doing the dishes? That that shit doesn't play these days. And I think that's why a lot of Pink Floyd fans are are, are maybe um, they kind of fall into two categories for me. Uh, they they're either very maybe we we went to see David Gilmore. Remember David? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul was there as well. I, I, yeah. Paul, you were there as well. Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah. I saw you well. And I remember we were just laughing at the the, the two different camps of people that were at the at the yeah. show. And it was like half half the folk there were really intellectual, and that and this plays to this part of it, yeah. you know, the, the fact that it's music that you really need to sit and absorb and listen to, and the other half was pure chav neds, and yeah. it was like, and it was just like the, the, the two worlds that could <laughs> the bams, and it's like two worlds that just should not exist, you know, like uh, bams shouldn't like this really, but again, obviously there's the drug thing, you know, you get stoned. I think that was yeah. more it with chabs and stuff like that. It was more like it was cool to like Pink Floyd rather than I actually do like Pink Floyd sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but can I just uh, can I just ask anybody from Ireland and or, or in Wales that's listening to this podcast, tell us your equivalent of chav or Ned or Bam. Do you know what's what's the aye. Welsh equivalent? What do you call your chav or your your Ned or your Bam? Uh, as we often say in Scotland as well. A as Bam. As, yep. You know, let's let's know you Irish and uh, Welsh uh, listeners out there. Anyway, <laughs> aye, exactly. I let us know. Um, obviously, like us, us and them is beautiful, man. I mean, that that's just another one of those songs. It's aye, just like, yeah. it's just like nobody can write stuff like this. Pink Floyd are the only band that can. It's like they're so patient, and they're so patient in the structure of, the, of these songs. Yeah. But in the same time, they're, they're, they're somehow dense. 
but yet uh-huh. they're wide, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They're, they're, they hold your attention when, on paper, it's only a couple of chords, and it, it shouldn't hold your attention, but it really does. And I think that's because like they're just the masters of atmosphere. I don't I don't know any band that that, that can basically take like a, a long what would seemingly be sparse piece of music and, and, and make it really interesting. Mm. I, th- I think I think maybe so, it's probably not a big stretch to to say this, to be honest. I think it's maybe because just two of the members are really accomplished musicians, another two yeah. are okay. You know, Nick Mason and Roger are all right at their instruments, they're nothing mm. special. Whereas Rick, mm. Rick's classically trained. Aye. Dave's, Aye. Dave's, again, Dave's, Dave's obviously not a virtuoso, but he can play, man. And I mm. think that's it. You've got two kind of musicians and you've got two kind of, I want to say non-musicians, that would be un- unfair. But you've got that, so you've not got four like virtuoso musicians or, or really accomplished musicians fighting mm-hmm. for space. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe, and certainly not a lot of Rogers compositions, you know, he allows, allows a lot of space. You know, and I think that's maybe oh, there's plenty of space here for Dave to come in and out and Rick mm-hmm. to do his thing, and you know. So, uh, but again, I, I don't know if you agree with. It. I mean, I, I I agree with that to a degree, but I was you know I'm the same as you. I was thinking you know the drums and the bass. You know, I, I kind of felt the same way. But see, when I listen to these records, I'm remind reminding myself that these records were in the early seventies, right? So obviously, mm-hmm. Pro Tools wasn't a thing. Yeah. So, okay. Waters might not have been flashy and Mason might not have been as flat, flashy, but they are tight. Absolutely. I oh, totally agree with so, that, Joe. So um, tight. That's the one thing I would, I, I think it's in one of my notes later on in one of the later on albums is that very thing, the, the fact that they're not the way Dave and, and Rick are, but, but they're bang on. I've never I've never heard Rick, you know, Nick make a mistake. I don't think he's a fantastic drummer or anything, but he's always locked he's in. Really he's really tight. Just completely locked in, you know. And I've heard he's, you know, I'd say probably by this point in Floyd's career, he, he wasn't a hard hitter. I think he'd, he started softening how, you know, how he was actually playing as well. Dynamics so, and stuff. Uh, like you know, a wee bit more. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys speak about it, but I know that, I mean, it's just, it's just class. It's a classic record. Uh, uh, you know I mean? I, I love, I love everything about it. And it, it, the whole record to me, it, it, like, like a lot of the Floyd stuff we hear on, is like a soundtrack to to like mental illness, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Timmy, um, and I I love that because because <laughs> I'm a grim bastard. <laughs> uh, bye. I've said enough about it. What do you guys think? That this album is 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 it, it does it, you know I think it's it does seem like one song and I think it's been talked about that way that it's just one kind of continuous song and all that. And obviously in the age of vinyl, that's a bit hard to say when you're flipping the vinyl over and there's a gap and all that. But you can hear, you know, the the, the first kind of concept album never did really, wasn't it? You know, I, I think it was like, you know, I don't even think the, the word concept album existed at that point. But it's, you know, it's got that theme going all the way through it, which I think gives it that cohesiveness that, you yeah. know, the previous albums didn't have necessarily. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, you could even look at metal and say, well, the middle songs were just a point from getting to from one of these days to echoes. I know, know it's, totally. You know, as, as, that, as good you know. as they are, I as good as, as they, they are, are, you know. Yep. As, you know, but this is this is obviously a complete, you work. know, thought thought through work, you know. And obviously, it's it's because Rod, Roger wrote all the lyrics as well. It's it's got a continuous theme going right through it as well, which which you know makes it work as well. And I know Roger obviously is quite disparaging about his lyrics. Looking back on them, he says they're like lower lower six uh, type type lyrics and stuff, and he kind of cringes a wee bit at reading them. But but he's saying obviously they still work for people, and you know, and it still still um, has that kind of connection. Um, there's a there's lots on this. I mean, I think um, you know 
great gig in the sky. Ah, the Claire Torrey, yeah. that, that vocal. Oh, I vocal. mean, the piano, the piano, obviously. The piano chords at the start are just oh, beautiful, ah, man. It's, it's weird to this man. song. I, I kind of fall in and love, in and out of love with this. And I think I figured out why. It's not this version. This version's pretty much flawless. I don't think I've ever heard a version that's ever been better than this either in a Floyd setting or a Roger Waters setting or a, you know, mm. yeah, I've yeah. not, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, you know, okay, you've had a multitude of singers do it, trying this and doing this and they've all did exceptionally well, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's no slight on them, but it's never really ever did it for me, you know, other than on this album. So I think that's, I think I, I kind of concluded that in my, my own head, but the vocal, the vocal performance on this is, is outstanding as well, you know, absolutely outstanding. The way it goes from the, the screaming down to the kind of really soft bit, you know, when it goes away back down again, she really softens her voice again. And she was never... really embarrassed, apparently, after she did it. <laughs> that's right, yeah. that's right. Really embarrassed. She's apologizing. Yeah. Like, you can, you can hear her, yeah, on the outtakes. Oh, I'm sorry. Or something. She says, she actually says, I'm sorry. Right, okay. They're all sitting in the control room going, What you sorry for? That was amazing. I think that was pretty, pretty <laughs> much that was the, the take. That was like the first. Take, was it no? Yeah, it was, I think it was a bunch of other ones in the bed. No, we'll keep the first one because that was right. yeah, can believe that man. That's that's but it's it's um, I think they they, they kind of suggested some things to her, you know, think about this and think aye, about aye. that, you know, and I think you know, think about horror as well, and all that. I think it gets really kind of like aye, up high with the grit and all that, you know, and, and her voice. And but um, uh, but no, this is a fantastic bit of music, um, aye, totally, man. Um, us and them, I mean, I mean, you know, Joe mentioned that, and it, obviously, they for the Zabriskie Point soundtrack, yeah, this was another one they didn't do the full soundtrack of that movie, but they added a few things in there. And it was Rick doing the piano of this, this was 1970, wasn't it? And I think he did the Us and them piano, and it's oh, really, yeah. really nice to hear that because it's actually it, it, it when I heard it, I heard you no know, Rick's instrumental bit for Us and them on Zabriskie Point. I really didn't miss the guitar, you know, the doom, doom, ding, doom, ding, yeah. ding, ding. See, when you take the guitar out and it was just a piano, it was ah, really, really, really nice, yeah. really, really nice. So not taking anything away from the guitar that's added on, that's really nice too, but it was just just another really, just shows you, again, Rick, Rick to me is just, I, I, having done this and listened to the albums to to, to this podcast, my appreciation appreciation for Rick has just went went really through the roof, you know, yep. guys, guys are absolute standing too, talent. Too bad uh, Roger Waters didn't have the same appreciation. For <laughs> aye, well, we'll come to that fairly soon, no. aye. That's true, very, very true. Um, and obviously the voices, you know, they got the, the you know, the, the roadies to, to Amazing. say things, and yeah. then, the, the, you know, the Irish Dorman at Abbey Road and stuff to, to say things and all that. Aye. And it's obviously Roger, again, this is a genius of Roger, you know, it's, it's just, I'm going to get some cards and ask some questions, so he can, I like, yeah. he, he can, I like, Load them into a kind of full sense of security. You know, what's your favorite color and all these kind of things? And just uh, then, next minute, just yeah. a, a question that I know about death and yeah. you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, apparently, can I just add something there? I don't know if yep. you guys were going to maybe mention it anyway, but apparently, um, they gave Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney, aye, that's right, because yeah. wings were recorded next aye, door, and aye. Paul, and they didn't use it because aye, you know, one of the reasons, <laughs> aye, because it was all one world answers. So, it was like, are you scared of death? Yeah. No, and it was like, right, we can't use that, but. They also the reason that apparently they didn't use it as well is because they like the the keeping the 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 anim they kind of like nobody people you didn't know sort of thing. Yeah. But they yeah. thought they would have t- taken people out the concept yeah. of what yeah. the song was about by having oh there's Paul yeah. McCartney speaking it would have taken exactly. you out the world Absolutely. of what they were and, uh, and the old Dorman guy you know the ah, old Irish guy's brilliant. I'm ah, not afraid good. of dying. Any, ah, any time you know. Ah, oh, fucking old man. man. 
Aye, <laughs> 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 but if I was on that record, it'd be, what do you think of dying, man? Fuck that, man. Like, I want to live forever. I want to live forever, mate. <laughs> nah, fuck that noise. Um, but I, I mean, I think um, obviously I, they, they obviously come in and out, weave their way in and out of the album, um, which is nice. which is great. And uh, again, again, Roger, just just the, the guy's just a genius man, and it is it can't be said enough, I think. And uh, the the thing, you know, Joe, Joe mentioned money, obviously the seven eight timing on, on that brilliant. one, which I is great. Him. But it's great when it just goes into the four four when it goes into I class, pure class. It's always swing. That, it's just a, a total swing to it as well, yeah. you know. I so is amazing um, as well, and, man. You know, so that's really clever. Just going back into you know, you're just your, your standard time and then back to seven eight. Aye. And uh, brain damage, I mean, you know, I mean, is, is 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 fantastic in Eclipse to finish it off. Aye, I mean, brain class. damage, brain damage as well. It, it, it popped into my head is like, you know, at one point, oh god, this was a long time ago. You know, no, the lunatic is on the grass, and I thought. Yep. Do you mean smoking grass? Like the yeah. lunatic is uh, on the grass. grass. It is quite obvious. Obviously, got to keep the lunies on the path. So it's all about no standing on the grass. You know, it's all this about conformity. You know, this is this, these are the rules. You must stay on the path, stay off the grass. Hmm. And Rod, Roger was talking about. It. He's like, you know, why create this lovely grass? You know, for everybody, but you can't enjoy it. You can't use it. You know, and it's just that kind of, you know, it's like keep off the grass, these old signs that you get, you know, it's like Aye. make this something really, really nice, but you know, you, you know, stay in the path, you can't, you know, can't so touch it or feel it, kind of like, kind of like Christianity it. in a way, innit? Without getting too deep about it, it's like, <laughs> but, but as well, I think he's playing with that. I think this record, he's playing with that who's really mad. So sort of oh, totally. Oh, I, 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 are people telling you to do these things? Are they the ones that are mad? Or are you the one that's yeah. mad for conforming to doing it? It's kind yeah, of it's, a, it's about, aye. Basically, society fucking crushing everybody. You Aye, who, who, you Aye. Know, nobody knows really what what's right, what's wrong, and yeah, yeah, so, smart, um, smart. And it's about trying to keep your spirit, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that's a, a theme through even up to present day. But with well, with waters, it's yeah. like yeah. these these bastards will try and you know crush you, you down, down you have yeah. to stand yeah. up to them kind of thing i know i always thought it was kind of smart as well you know because what else i mean they, they came from quite affluent backgrounds do you know what i mean like mm -hmm. well you know definitely gilmore and stuff like that you know yeah I mean? no i think they all did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but Very i mean it, class, but, yeah. But, but in a way it's it's awesome as well because like waters as much as we're saying that i think he, he kind of tries to see things from a working class yeah. Uh, point of view. Mm. I think he respect. I think he. I think in some ways he doesn't like his own where he came from. In a lot of ways, I think he he, he kind of. That's a vibe I get for a lot of his mm. lyrics. Like he, he, he kind of he associates himself more with that working class people and the way you know they're treated and in, in all that. I think that's. that's what, the, yeah, I, no, I think that's what it is. I think you know you you get you do. Does it like the privilege that he was maybe? I think know, just because you know, you're, you're born with privilege, whatever that means, you know, in terms at of what you level, know, I, at what level, you know, and and you know, you, it's what you do with it. You know, you could you could say, well, I'm just going to watch, you know, the the bank balance pile up, and you know, not you know, really really look around me, but you know. But he's he's a guy that's looked at privilege and thought, you know, I want to do something with this privilege. You know, right. whether that's that's the you know money through record sales or, or you know that he's these can put into charities and and, mm -hmm. and all, all various things. So you're yeah, right, exactly. Joe. I think it's I don't know if it's necessarily shame or anything about. But no, no shame. But I think he certainly I think he has privilege more in anyway. common more in common with the way that you know a working man mm. would think rather yep. than somebody sitting up high. Because I mean, he, that's what he's ripping into him pretty much yep. all his material establishment. No, establishment. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have I said all we need to say? Paul, have you got stuff to add in here? Uh, I, I, 
us and them, uh, the bit where it swells up and you know they start singing, uh, have, 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 haven't you heard? It's a battle of words, that bit, you know. Mm-hmm. The poster bearer cried, listen, son, said the man with the gun. That, that's just ugh, yeah. Amazing. And you've got the you've got the the, the back singers that doing the oohs, nas, yeah, yeah, really, really thickens it up, aye, you know. Aye. That bit, that's yeah. just uh, that's goosebumps for me. Yeah. And and we, we we saw Waters, you know, a couple of years ago, whatever it was, and they did that, and it, it, even even in that situation, it was it was goosebumps, you know. Yeah. Um, also, uh, time the last day. Uh, couple of lines and time just illustrate to me what a genius Roger Waters is. The the, the bat draw, draws the faithful to their knees to hear the softly spoken magic spell. Yeah. What a way to describe prayers, pray a, a prayer, a softly spoken magic spell. Yeah. Just fucking for, for an atheist like me, that's yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that sums up praying. It's just yeah. You you'd be as well just chanting gobbledygook. You know, uh, like a magic spell, because you know, uh, it might not be. That's the way, that, that's why. Oh I'm no, that's, that, I, that, that's exactly know. how I take it as well. I as well. Yeah. I like it that yeah. Way. yeah, but 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 just, I, I mean, there's there's multiple examples. I, I this guy's genius for songwriting, but I, 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 they're the they're the lines at all. I, you know, I, I, this album, you know, always st- stand out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, we could go on all night about this album. It's just. It's a masterpiece, and, yeah, it, and it's it's one of what four masterpieces from this yeah. band. We better we better shift on and yeah, to the next uh, masterpiece, the next one, and it just just more <laughs> more great tunes, <laughs> more great music, yeah. man. Um, so we move on to "Wish You Were Here," and of course, this came out in 1975. If I didn't already say, it's obvious that um, "Dark Side" came out in '73. So there's a bit of a gap, and then we had uh, "Wish You Were Here." Now. Uh, Roger mentioned at the time, it's like, you know, we, with Dark Side, we had kind of achieved our goal of being rich and famous. Yep. So, so what now? You know, so there was that vibe of like, well, shit, we've yeah. actually we've actually mm. done it. We've achieved our goal now. What what do we do now? You know, so there was that very much, um, I, what happens next kind of uh, vibe, uh, you know, at this point. And, and of course, obviously, they were, they were playing some of this stuff again live, like they did with the Dark side material. So you had Shine On was getting played in 1974 on tour. And um obviously the songs them Raving and Drilling and You've Got to Be Crazy, which we'll talk about in the next album. They were actually getting played um on this this tour as well. Um so I like the idea of them trying these these things out live, you know, first and you know, just honing the and maybe <laughs> may a bit kind of um almost I don't know if it's almost a little bit um I don't know what it was like for the listener to go, right, they're just crafting these songs. I just want to hear the tunes on the album then. Just give me the next album. Then I'll, then I'll get used to these tunes. And, mm. you know, so they're almost feeling these songs out live, which is brave of them, given that they're on the dark side tour pretty much, you know. And Maybe that was and, why there was a lot of resentment towards the fans at that point. Maybe because, yeah. like, they were, maybe it was because they were playing stuff that they didn't know and they were getting restless <laughs> and... Waters is uh, like, fuck up, I'm a musical genius. Everybody sit down and listen to my show. And praise me. <laughs> I, well, we've got to this point, they've, they've achieved fame, you know, what do they do? And uh, it's, it was interesting because Nick Mason had said that it's when it actually happens, it doesn't give you the feeling you think it's going to give you. It's almost like, mm-hmm. obviously, pressure. you're happy about it, but you're not, not even necessarily pressure. I think even from my satisfaction point of view, it was just feeling like, we've got it, we've got it done, but 
I think it, it I thought it good, would feel but, better. Ah, uh, exactly. That's it. I think that's the point he was gonna try to get to, you know. But obviously, you know, the band are saying this is a band not to gather on unless you're here. That's that's the kind of the, the theme here. Um, Roger always said, you know, when I go into a studio, I'm in there to work, and the rest of the guys, I guess, essentially weren't pulling their weight on this as much. And uh, so I think that was obviously a, a, quite a massive, you know, a massive problem for. You know, for Roger and this whole creative, uh, creative process, you can see the, the photos that um, during the sessions they had the photographer in, I forget her name. You know, obviously it's a snapshot in time, but there's some kind of really, you know, photos of Roger just with his flat cap on. Which is yeah. He's at the, the mixing desk. It just looks cool. Um, so this is a very different album in many ways Aye. to Dark Side. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot more. Um, the, the, definitely the cynical edge is, is, is starting to creep oh, in. Yeah. You know, big time on this one, and I think uh, Dark Side is maybe a bit more hopeful in some ways. Uh, it's critical of you know, but it's it's a bit more hopeful in terms of you know we can we can maybe do something better here, and I feel that kind of goes away a wee bit on this oh, album. Aye, you know, it's, it's like um, on that. So, Paul, do you want to start things off as here um, since you're more really well? I, I suppose uh, tying in with what you were saying about how the band felt, um, uh, Waters said that the theme of this particular album is absence, and so mm. so maybe yeah. the absence of feeling good about about having the success and all this money and all that. Um, maybe that was you know praying in their minds, and yeah, the the story is that. Um, basically, the rest of the band were just waiting, and Roger coming up with something, you know, in the in the studio. So, um, you know, there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of sitting about. Um, and a, a little bit of work, and then you know, sitting about, and you know, so so I I I a huge amount of lack of focus seemingly during the recording process. Yeah. But that certainly isn't uh, evident in the actual album because it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I agree, die. It's uh, uh, and for someone who I can't was wasn't he really pulling his weight? Rick Wright sounds fucking unbelievable in this. Yeah. I've, I've never heard synthesizers sound so good on any record as as this one. I agree with um, you there, eh? Just amazing. And, and I, you know, when I was growing up, I, anything with a keyboard on it, I, you know, didn't even listen to. Um, but this, the, yeah, this is just amazing. Um, and Gilmer, uh, you know, when you take it down to the bare bones, he's basically a blues guitar player. And what he does here is, you know, during Shine On You Crazy Diamond, parts one to five or whatever it is, the first one, he sends the blues into space, you know. <laughs> so yeah. he puts it in a fucking space capsule and sends it off into the universe. It's just fucking, um, you know, just simple wee blues licks, but in the context of what's behind them and all that, it just, uh, I, I, I've, not, I've not got the words to describe how amazing as and then you've got Welcome to the Machine, which is have a, c- a cigar. It's just ah, brilliant, brilliant, great album. And I, I, I just remember something there. What you used to have a computer, David, and when you turned it on, it used to say, Welcome, my son. You remember that? No, you used to be able to play a little sound clip but if you turned your computer on you can set right. it up welcome my son. son welcome my son 
Cool. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's fucking uh, cool. But... <laughs> I remember that. No. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the, uh, an amazing album. Yeah. Um, George, you want to wait in here, man? You hate it, Joe, don't you? No, man. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, this is my second favourite Pink Floyd album, uh, Next to the Wall. Um, I mean, there's no much in this and, like, Dark Side of the Moon. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, not, not much in it at all. But this this is the first... Well, this and the Wall well, like, the, the first two that I really, really loved. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was just, mm. like... This album is just... How do you put it into words? It, it's just, like... It's very, like, metal in a way, right? In the sense that you've got two big, colossal, long, what you're known... Pink Floyd at this point to be, you know, these soundscape, big, huge odysseys. And then it's song songs in the middle. Um, okay, they're not by no means of these like straight like blues kind of folk songs like in metal, but the like, Welcome to the Machine, man. Fucking hell. No. I mean, Welcome to the Machine's one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. And I it's 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 just it's dark, it's darker than anything Black Sabbath did. <laughs> and there's hardly a fucking guitar on it. I don't even think there's a guitar anywhere near this song, if I get it off yeah. the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is, it's very little. It's just all those... That, that keyboard is... I've just got the acoustic. Uh, the acoustic's just yeah, a, yeah, the, the, the intro, minor chords. The but, you know, the, the, the backwards strummed E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This song, to me, uh, this, is, uh, this is my favourite song in this album. I love everything on it, but this is my favourite song in this album. Uh, it's just like... It just puts my hairs up. It, it, it takes me into this this world. You know, you've got the, no, the noise, the electronic doors. It's like you. I always imagine. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but and you're in some like a spaceship or something like that, and you're kind mm. of you're cut off for humanity, and you're kind of mm. stuck in this void with these machines. Or as I get, I know it, again, it's me with my my total mad imagination, but it puts me in that that frame of mind when I listen to it. So ahead of its time, like unbelievably ahead of its time, mm. and I remember the the guy who. Um, who did the artwork? Who was what was his name again? Storm, Storm Ferguson. Yeah, that's the man. I remember when they, they, they were asking him, you know, to, you know, to work on the artwork and stuff like. That. They gave him the the, the album, the, the basically the songs, and for him to listen to, he kind of, you know, give him some sort of idea. And he was like, I remember he's this song in particular. He was like, I heard this song, and I was like, this this song's angry. He's like that. It's just a very cold, very angry song, and. It's just, I still feel that this, to this day that when I listen is to it, it. Is this maybe Gerald Scarf when he did the, the animation for the tour? Uh, that was what it was. That was, oh, yeah, 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 Gerald yeah, Scarf. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you've sorry. got that big, that big creature thing, that, that kind aye, of like... Aye, aye, yeah, yeah, aye, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I exactly, sorry, it was him. And um, But I, um, I, it's just like, it's just... I love it, man. It's so, so dark. It's, it's so dark without using a guitar <laughs> in any way to be heavy. Uh, have a cigar... Fucking brilliant, man! The guy—I can't remember the guy that sang it because obviously. Roy Harper. But I have a cigar. It's great, and I love the, the the boy that sang it as well. You know, the vocal performance is great, and I've heard. Have I heard Rogers' version? Is there a version with Rogers singing it? Yeah. As much as I love Roger and stuff like that, and I know Roger wasn't happy with the way the guy mm. sang this. Yeah. He thought he sang it kind of like it was all, almost like too much comedy in the way he sang yeah. it. Yeah, uh, which I fucking love because I think if Roger sang it, it would have just take taken the, it would have, it would have just, I just wouldn't have worked as well. The guy just the way the guy delivered it, I thought was amazing. Um, fantastic song. 
you know, wish you were here. Fuck me. I mean, Aye. what are you going to say about wish you were here? It's a country. It's basically a country song. Yeah, and it's the best country song that was ever written in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love the, the 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 you know the fact that you can hear the guitar creaking, the seat creaking at the start. Aye, aye. He can I coughs, he coughs. I yeah. can I can I clears his throat. Aye. Fuck. I mean that shit's fucking great. I mean that's aye. just it just puts you right there as if you're sitting in the room with him. Uh, obviously, shine on. Fuck me. I mean, what do you say about that? I mean, both versions, especially the first one, no for parts one to five. Oh, that that shit's mm. the guitar tone, the clean guitar tone in that. Fuck, forget about it, man. It's it's absolute seventies rock at its best, without a doubt, man. For me, aye, hundred percent. I mean. I mean, this is some of my favourite music of all time. Oh, easy this album, you know. Easy it's, man. It's um, obviously uh, with Shine On, you know, this is this this is about Sid. At the end of you know the the second half of Shine On, I know they're broken into parts and all that, but let's just call it part two, you know, for the purposes of this. Right at the end, Rick uh, does that little uh, melody of uh, CMLA play, just right at nah, the end on the, nah. on the on the, and it's just really. Can I just? And that was really. I thought that was really poignant. You know what I mean? You get mm. you get some bands that try these things and, and I like Queen that fucking. <laughs> I like Queen. We are montage at the end. Though. Yeah, exactly. There you go, and that's that's how to do it. You do it classy. You do it. I mean, yeah, the guy yeah. was still alive. Obviously, you know, you know, as we're going to talk about because he showed up the studio. Obviously, you know. Um, and it was it was it was sad seeing the picture of uh, you know of the man and I'm, I'm sure for them it must have been really really hard. I didn't know. even know who it, who it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She completely shaved head and obviously eyebrows off. A lot of weight. Aye, that's right. Maybe yeah. that's where they got the idea for the um, guild off having his eyebrows shaved off and the skinhead. And yeah. wouldn't it surprise me, Joe. <laughs> Absolutely wouldn't it surprise me um, if that was the case. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. So obviously said showing up and they were actually I think they were actually mixing. Part two, right, I'm about to yeah. on as well. Who's is, this guy? Uh, so, <laughs> in. Uh, it's strange how these things happen sometimes, but this is this is outstanding. I think I think you guys have covered it all off mostly from, from my point of view. And I, I think the line and um the line even about said and uh shine shine on threatened by shadows at night and exposed in the light. So that mm. that one to me always seemed like you know, obviously in his own private moments when he's you know alone in bed at night or whatever, he's he's you know he's you know, stuff going on and then and then he's got to go and exposed in the light so that could be exposed in the daylight or it could be exposed in the light of the stage mm. you know it's like you, you, you can you can look at that in so many different ways which is again, what makes it great exactly coming back to what Paul was saying about the genius of Rogers writing you know it's yeah. you know absolutely fantastic lines you know just you know one of my bit favourite lyricists you know ah, for, easily for, I for, for doubt you know and uh, and obviously like the, the machine I mean welcome to machines I think I'm the same as you Joe it does evoke all the things they kind of like Futuristic and all these different things, but obviously for humanity sort uh, of thing. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it's the this this kind of uh, cynicism. I think we with the record labels. And all aye, as well aye. As that that's what yeah. that definitely. Aye, you know, yeah. um, um, we'll get the machine. You're just going to churn the album after album, tour after tour, and then obviously have cigar takes that forward again. You know, the record yeah. executive coming in, not so that so it's it's definitely thematic in some ways. Um, but I thought the whole thing's obviously they're saying about absence and all that. You know yeah. that's that's the, the sort of theme of it. Certainly, shine on, and obviously, wish you were here. You can hear that yep. kind of quite quite obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is I just just an out, absolute outstanding album and ah flawless man. You know, one of the best best things ever made. And um, you know, I think even when you go back to wish you were here, the way they, they even they pan it, you know, the and the speakers, you know, that you've got the the, the rhythm. Um, in one speaker and and the lead in the next because I just mm. really really it's just really 
really stark sounding. You know, you've got as your as your rhythm and one speaker, and there's your your yeah. lead and another. Yeah. Really, really try to blend them in any way, but that's been deliberate. Obvious, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, just to try and get that kind of that Beatles vibe in it. Uh, I just kind of it's just really simple down to basics, you know. See, see, out of all the you know the the, the classic rock, you know, uh, songs that you hear, the you know planet rock and all that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. rock radio. Um, wish you were here is the one that I never get sick of hearing. Everything else, yeah. paranoid, fucking all right now. Smoking the, the water. Boys are, the boys are back in town, all yeah. that can all go and fuck off. Wish I were here though. Every time yeah. it's on, I, I, you know, I'm up for it. It's yeah, a right. fucking great song. Amazing. Um, and there's really fuck all to it, really. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and amongst, you know, so we've talked about metal and obscured. That this is maybe a song that is there's not a lot of cynicism in it. It's it's quite a mm. an innocent type of song. Aye. You know, sad. Not, it's almost like there's, there's long, no, there doesn't seem to be any ulterior motives. It's just a, a miss you kind of thing. Yeah, you know. I think that was Waters way of saying he missed the rest of the band in a way, wasn't it? Well, because they weren't fucking there. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. that was an actual quote for him that. You know that the reason that they wrote they, they called it that was because he he kind of he wishes they were there. <laughs> I, I, I no I, again that's that's something that that, that wouldn't surprise me, Joe. Absolutely, because you know it's and and that's the thing. Sings it, which is kind of so. Yeah. I think I think it's um I don't I don't think I mean I think at this point that I don't think the rest of the band were under any illusions what was happening before their eyes. You know that yeah. right? Rogers yeah. basically, basically just and wrote this album. You know so yeah. and we and we have we have contributed to it and I think. What I would say is understanding what happens later on, the next album, album after that. I would say this is probably the from what I understand, what I've read, what I've what I've seen, you know, I've heard the band saying and all that. I would say this is probably the legitimate time where Roger had a beef. I would say that Roger Aye, yeah, well, yeah, aye. yeah. This was the yeah. start of the rift, the rift aye. between them, definitely. Ro- Roger's Roger's yeah. righteous on this as far as I'm concerned. He was there to work in the studio. The rest weren't really pulling their weight. So he had to he had to construct something. So I think that's it's that. And then but I think by the time you get to the next album, the album after that, you can debate how fair the process was and, and how much Roger had shut himself away from the rest of the band to the point where I'm not accepting any ideas unless they meet a certain criteria or, or I'm not letting you in the studio unless, or, you know, you're not getting this, you're not getting that. So I think, I think that's where, you know, you can start debating. Uh, you can start debate whether Roger was starting to become kind of almost fascist and he's going to review the mm. rest of the band, you know, um, you know, turn that pink basically in the, in the wall, uh, you know? So, um, but yeah, but I think on this one for me, I think he's bang to rights, you know, and, and, you know, in terms of, um, you know, or the rest of the band are bank rights, you know, you know, and for, for no pulling their weight, you know. And uh, yeah, I think that's Rogers, it. That's Rogers, it. Uh, Rogers had to had to pull it together. And I think that's that as Joe said, this is the start of the the deterioration, you know. <laughs> but we get some fantastic music out of it, so it's fucking great. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, they, they wouldn't have the heavy vibe that a lot of it's got if it didn't. Aye, that's it. Uh, if there was if it was all you know, peaches and cream, then it would be a totally different record, you know. What I mean? Aye, aye, exactly, man. Exactly. Um, all right. So that is Wish You Were Here. We move on to Animals now. So Animals uh, came out in 1977. Uh, so two years later. And uh, this is, this is, uh, this is another, for me personally, this is another fantastic album. I love it. Um, and I love the simplicity of it. It's very, yep. 
it's it, there's a lot going on in it, but not a lot going on at the same time. It's yeah. kind of Aye. I mean, wish your here's kind of like that as well. But this is I think even down to the production, it seems all seems very stripped back and very mm. vibey, which I like about it. It's just more it's more, more rock. Vibe. It's more like yeah. a rock album. Absolutely, I think it's just rock more album. you know more stripped. Then obviously Rick. It's not one of Rick's favorite albums, and you know you can understand why there's not a, a lot going on um, keyboard wise. But I think the stuff he does put in is mm-hmm. it, great, and you know, it, you know that I think it's even in Sheep. I think it is. It's like the the bit the, 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 the Lord is my shepherd. You know, you know the, bit, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. robotic voice, mm-hmm. not it. And then all these kind of magic uh, synth, really, really cool again. Kind of very uh, similar to kind of you know, wish you were here kind of types synth. So. He's very much there, and it's very much needed and stuff. But I get why you know it's not a big a big album for Rick. You know, it makes a lot of sense. There is a really cool. I don't know if you guys checked out Vinyl Rewind on YouTube. I've seen um, it. Ah, really cool. It's I a really did, really did sitting in the chair. The Elvis, the the kind of like fifties, sixties kind of living room yeah. type setup. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was a really really cool documentary on animals. Yeah, um, half an hour long, and a. Uh, you know, it's worth checking out if you've not seen it. So Vinyl Rewind, um, I think calls himself the Vinyl Geek or something like that. But he's really, really, really That's knowledgeable good. and presents it really well and it's really, really well put together, mm-hmm. I have to say. So, yeah, go and check that out. Um, you know, he was talking about, obviously, Roger. Obviously, Punk punk was, you know, started to really hit his peak at that point. And, um, you know, but he was mentioning the fact that Roger almost had the same disdain for establishment as the Punk guys had, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like they had the same kind of, like, you know, certainly lyrically, um, but also the music was it was uh, you know very different. But um, so you've got two songs on here, um, raving and drooling, and you've you got to be crazy. So you've got to be crazy, sorry. And um, they were obviously toured um, on the dark side tour, I guess, um, because essentially what you they didn't tour while you were here. So mm. in 1974, they were playing these two songs, which eventually become uh, sheep and dogs. So you got to be crazy with dogs and, and raving and drilling the sheep. So they're already kind of playing with these, and these nearly ended up on Wish You Were Here. Right. And uh, I think Dave, Dave actually wanted those two songs on Wish You Were Here, and Roger fought against Dave and actually won and said, no, 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 I'm going to write something else. We'll, we'll write something else. We'll bookend it with Shine On, but we're going to put some new new music in the middle here. Um, again, does that come back to the the fact that Dave's thinking, oh, they're already written. I don't have to do as much work. <laughs> Just uh, may, may very well be. Yeah. I could be that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Could be that. You know, but you know, who knows? But um, so these find their way, obviously reworked. Uh, you know, they're fairly close. I have to say, when you hear the bootlegs in '74, they're, they're reasonably close to to what what ends up on Animals. Um, so these these come on to to this album, and uh, obviously the theme of the album is very loosely based on Animal Farm. Um, Pigs in the Wing opens the album as you know it's the, the acoustic mm. thing you know just Roger strumming away it's very short about a minute and a half two minutes something like that and then we're into Dogs but obviously it bookends the album as well because you get back Pigs in the Wing part two Aye. and you know obviously you know if you watch that documentary obviously David Dave Gilmore was really pissed off because Roger's getting writing credits for two songs and uh, he claimed that he wrote about 90% of dogs and only got a 50-50 split with uh, Roger as well. So you can see, obviously, the rift is, you know, and it's, ah, it's, it is about, you know, what, what's mine and what's yours. And and I think that's okay. I don't I don't think there's any any problem with that. You know, if, if David had, had a legitimate beef with, beef with that, then fair, fair play yeah, on that one, fine. you know. So um, can't, I can't uh, disagree with that one. But musically, this is just, I just absolutely love it. Dogs is one of my favourite things. When, when Roger 
started touring again in about 1999, 2000, and they brought out the In the Flesh DVD, and this was on it. This was the one that I, I couldn't wait to hear, Aye. you know, and hear them do it live. And, it, and that that whole gig is absolutely fantastic, you know. But um, but hearing mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it was just outstanding. Um, one of my favorite favorite tracks, uh, Pink Floyd, I have to say, dogs. And I've heard a few different versions of it. I think the the most recent version of it with, with Roger on there's name tour. I really don't like the dude that's singing it. I think it's a really mm-hmm. weak weak voice. Really weak voice. Um, but we had John Kerrin singing it, who obviously played mm. with Pink Floyd in the Division Bell Tour, but he played with Roger as well. When he does it, he's got the big fat acoustic guitar and he's singing it. His, his voice is great. So there's a lot of really good versions I've heard of this, you know, outside Pink Floyd, you know, and uh, Roger uh, and Roger's bands. But it's just a fantastic, fantastic song. The dynamics of it are just outstanding, you know. Um, but uh, I hope it was interesting, obviously, because in the, in the US, the tour was called In the Flesh. So obviously this is the, I mean, no, we're going to be talking about, the, you know, what happens to, to lead to the next album, but uh, it's called In the Flesh. And then obviously that title makes its way onto the wall because um, obviously there's a something happens on this tour that, that basically leads to, to the wall happening. And I think you all know what that is. So um, I'll bring I'll bring Joe in here. So uh, Animals, what's your, what's your vibe with this one, man? This is another great record, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Aye, this is another great record. It's like fucking. Uh, aye, uh, it's just, it's just, in a lot of ways, it's a little bit more stripped, stripped down again. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, dogs just get the big, massive bit, and the big, eerie bit in the middle, you know. Yep. But um, but uh, aye, it's it's. It's just classic stuff, man. It's like uh, I, we say this about a lot of the Queen stuff as well. It's like I can't actually imagine like people writing this. It's like it's just appeared. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. It's like weird. Um, it's been conjured up or something. I, <laughs> just, it's just, it's just, it's just like how how I can't I can't conceive how you know like even to, in today you know people would rush stuff like this and put extra yeah. stuff into it and busy it up and they're just like their use of space is almost as important as the actual notes that they play yeah and if that makes any sense and i think in this record um don't get me wrong there's 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 a lot of, i'm not saying necessarily this record's a stark record i don't think that i think that's actually quite a rocking album there's a lot of guitar mm-hmm. in this album yeah probably their most rocking record to date yep. a, lot of, a lot of dave in this album aye um definitely but it's, it's weird because you we're talking about the In the Flesh thing, you know, and obviously, you know, the wall being the next record and stuff like that. Because um, uh, Pigs in the Wing is very similar to Mother. Yeah. Is, is it yeah, Mother? Yeah. It's like very yeah, similar. Yeah. What happened to me? It's got the uh, same. I, I think yeah. it's the same. Exactly. Same, it's, same chords. Same, 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 same chords. I think it's Gene C in it. Gene C and B, I think. Even, uh, even yeah. the, the, the vocal melody is exact, uh, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like there's there always seems to be a thread runs through their entire, you know, like these yeah, records yeah. anyway, metal to the wall, even mm. even the final cut, obviously, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that, but there, there seems to be like a, a harkening back to similar melodies, and I, I don't mm. think it's because they're out of ideas, I think it's like a, when you see these albums as a body of work, it's like it, it all runs like one big yeah, album, yeah, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like you mean. could play yeah. all these albums back to back and mm. none, none of them would sound like jarringly out of place. They all feel yeah. like they're all part of one cohesive piece of work. And mm. maybe, maybe that isn't the case. Maybe it was just like these are the next songs and stuff like that, but it seems that way. <laughs> it did, but it does fit. I think it would fit in with the theme of, you know, you know, we talked about obviously metal and 
just go by clouds. Some of the sounds and vibes are finding away on the dark side, and, and I think Aye. maybe that's just all the way. You know, you know, obviously some some of the things is even even um, on a oh, sheet when up the. Ah, the rocking one, the kind of rocking one. It's very, it's different rhythm and all that, but it's very, it's like slowed down. On the of run the hell, you run the hell, fuck So, so there's a few things. I think it's, I mean, it's not the same, but you know, you feel like they're trying things. So they are maybe remembered back to the previous album and going, oh, I really liked what I did there. Maybe I take that vibe and change it. No, so I think that's that seems to be the thread, Joe. I can write through that they're always kind of like. Aye. Oh, what did we do? Oh, all right, I remember I did this last time. I really liked that, and they take it forward kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I, th- I think that at this point as well that, and obviously when you lead onto the wall, um, again like all these Pink Floyd records, they all seem to the record before you seem to see a, like an echo, pardon the pun, of of what's to come later on. And like I was saying with this album, it's this is more of a rock album, although yeah. like Dogs has that what we know, you know, mm. the big big huge bit in the middle where it's crazy and stuff like that, um, but. It's very much the the logical step to the wall because the wall obviously we'll not speak about it now, but it's very much straight rock. Where and this this album is definitely the the, the the you know the logical steps though. But but like Sheep Eye, amazing. Do you know what I mean? The whole yeah. the whole fucking thing's amazing. Aye, <laughs> yeah, I can't really say anything else about it. Paul, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is rather good. Yeah, I, I like this album a lot. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the the lyrics are, are so acerbic at times. You know that obviously aye, the, aye. The, the the most famous part, but is you know just another sad old man all alone dying of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's almost like a, he's laughing at. Uh, you know, you get actors in films doing doing bad line readings or whatever. You know, you're like, that's, that doesn't go. You know, and it's like, dying of cancer. <laughs> I, I, I basically, I've never heard um, cancer sang with such a <laughs> tail on it. Uh, I, um, amazing. But, you know, uh, do, for for me, all the tracks are great, but Dogs is uh, ah, yes, it, Daddy, the, the the you know the the yeah. best thing on this, uh, you know the the last section, you know the who was born in a house full of pain and all, you know who was, you yeah. know that's not just fucking the fan. brilliant, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's told what so, to do by the man, <laughs> aye, and it's so fucking heavy, it's got you know it's aye, driving punch behind it, it's ah, just, probably the closest they came is some sort of. Heavy rock, you know what I mean? Like, I can't really think. Maybe sorrow, maybe. Get well, I suppose like in the flesh, in, in the flesh, it's definitely got a metal tone. Well, aye, 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 in the flesh. Aye, aye. 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 Well, we'll get, we'll get to um, that. Yeah, that's. It's, and, and I agreed, you know, as I stripped down, it's not, uh, we're not really floating in space anymore. We're kind of. Uh, yeah. Very much on the ground, you know. This is <laughs> the, this is of the earth. This this particular album, Aye. um, and one of the reasons why I I love this album is uh, for me, you know, um, David Gilmour's guitar has oh, never sounded better. Amazing, yeah. Aye. His guitar tone is fucking. You know, people talk about getting Clapton's tone in the Beano album, but this. I, I would I would quite like Gilmer's tone in animals. You know, if I could get that, I'd be quite happy. Um uh you know, and I'd fly down south and uh hide my head in the sand and 
play lots of guitar because I can get get all my stone, then probably die of cancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 so, it turns out I've started raving and drooling, so I'll, I'll pass I'll pass you back over to David. Aye, aye. Um, I think you should, mate. Uh, uh, no, no, it, it's. It's it's hard, it's hard, it has been hard to talk about these albums because obviously we're blasting through them. We're not analysing each individual right. track like we normally do because you know we talked about doing. Do we just do one Floyd album? Do we, just uh, let's just talk about Floyd. You know, so it's it's hard to crack in. You've heard these albums. You know, if you're a Pink Floyd fan or maybe you're a casual Pink Floyd fan, and maybe animals you've not picked up yet, you need to fix that. You know, the way I've fixed it with uh, Obscured by Clouds. You know, you need to fix it with uh, animals as well. Um. Just, just again, one of my favorite albums of all time, just overall. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, it, it, very rocky, as Joe said. And I, and I think, um, but it's it's rocky and it's 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 the right, it's not rock as rock, it's it's just it's it's sophisticated rock, aye, and I, totally aye. Aye. without aye. sounding you know too wanky about it. It is, it's 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 there's nothing about this that's cheesy, there's nothing about this that's that's you know. Um, you know, it's not it's not the the typical rock of the seventies. Put it that way. No, not at all. You know, very much still rooted in um, blues, our past, and you know, in the blues and all the rest of it. Absolutely. Um, and I think you know, obviously, Rick. You know, Rick's getting pushed out at this point, as we mentioned. You know, I think Roger's starting to get a wee bit annoyed with them, and and I think it's just not. I don't think it's necessarily that clear. I've never really read or you know seen anything that clear about what the reason was. Um, because uh, you know, if everybody wasn't really pulling their weight, you know, why was Rick the you know the, the scapegoat for it all? So I don't know if there was just a personality clash here on this, you know, and, and that you know, maybe the guys out there could shed some light on it, you know, and, and what the, the thinking was, but it just seems to me that there was just something, you know. Um Rick was maybe uh, well, you know, Gilmore's quite a strong personality, same as Mason's quite, you know. You see him, he mm-hmm. doesn't really take any shit either. I think maybe you know Wright was Rick was a bit maybe a bit easy bit target. Could have been could have been easy target. Man. And yeah. obviously you know Waters being at that time you know you know self professed aggressive bastard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it um, does you know when you see interviews with Rick Wright, it, it does seem quite a sensitive kind of quiet yeah, yeah reserved kind of guy. So yeah, yeah. maybe I as much as much as you know I admire Waters and all that. I, I guess. He probably is a bit of an arsehole, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But folk who are touched by fucking genius or amazing <laughs> creativity usually are. Well, you, I, I, with, I, well, well, I think it's like you, you, you're somebody like that, I would imagine. You know, you, you've got all these ideas and you expect everybody to be as into it as you are, and when yeah. they aren't, you just basically fuck them. You're just like, yeah. you know what, they drop them like hot shit. People, like, I don't yeah. need you. So if you're people, not, I'm not I, off. people yeah. who are, are, are great at something. Get very frustrated with people around about them that aren't as good as they. Uh, I'm not even yeah. as good, but not as not as uh, enthusiastic, maybe. Aye, in, because in, Rick, because obviously Rick's a better musician, so quote unquote musician. Yeah, yeah. Just no, no, a better writer. Aye, just aye. not as good. I obviously not as good a writer, but a little bit. Aye. I think obviously we talked about uh, the the tour in this, so this was a massive tour. This in terms of like production and all the rest of it. Again, that vinyl rewind, uh, one goes into this in really good detail. And uh, yeah, so it's a massive tour, but they're actually promoting Wish You Were Here, essentially, at the same time, because they hadn't toured Wish You Were Here, so you're getting the Wish You Were Here songs, and you're getting the Animal songs as well. Um, and obviously the famous instant in, in Montreal, with last last uh, show of the tour, 
you know, and, and Rogers goading the, the, the member of the audience to come up, come on, little doggy, come up and, you know, and apparently the security were allowing this to happen and the person gets near the stage and Roger just spits in the guy. So um, obviously this leads to, you know, prior to that, Roger's been coming, becoming increasingly disillusioned with the audiences anyway, because, you know, as you know, he'd, you know, if you, if you know anything about this, you know, there was fireworks getting set off. It was close to, you know, certainly in the States, it was in the Madison Square Garden gigs. It was close to the 4th of July. So fireworks are going off. Roger's trying to do his thing and sing, you know, sing his tunes and he's getting pissed off. And I completely and utterly get it. Um, yeah. Some people are saying, oh, what a prima donna. No, 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 100% I get it. Um, if you're shouting out things and I, I, even at the basic gigs that you go to, I didn't it does my head in as well, aye, you know, aye, when people, yeah, yeah. people shout out the name of a song when, you know, the singers maybe try to speak and, yeah, you know, just, I mean, do you think Shut they're going to play it just because you're shouting it, you know, it's that kind of thing as well. And, and obviously just people getting drunk and I think someone had said that because the, obviously there's no support act. So they're just hanging about getting drunker and drunker and more obnoxious. And then eventually the band come on and, you know, no, they're I, loaded or they're smoked up or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. So, well, that was, uh, sorry, so just to add uh, to what you were saying there, that apparently I've seen something recently, and that you're right, it was is the promoter or, or promoter or the whatever it was opened the, opened the shows, the doors to the, the, the punters like hours before Pink Floyd yeah. went on. So that was probably a, a massive yeah. part of it. You know, there was like guys sitting all down yeah. their mind for like three or four hours before Aye. they came on. I yeah. mean, that's and, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, and there was there was stories that the bands the band was were getting ripped off by promoters because right, yeah. they were you know there was ninety thousand people there and they were saying oh there's only sixty thousand and Waters actually chartered a he got a, a, a helicopter a and a helicopter and, and they, they flew yeah. over the crowd you know. Uh, you know, to, to confirm that there was a lot more people yeah, there. Yeah, that guy, that guy takes no fucking shit. Respect. <laughs> so, respect. So, you, so you can imagine his rage levels yeah. were just like, you know, yeah. off the scale, man. The yeah. shit as well, we were talking about um, the, in this tour, they were firing, they had cannons that were firing um, paper, paper sheep. And, sheep, ah, uh, uh, yeah. And they had lead weights on the feet so that we came down onto the crowd and stuff like uh, that. I mean, that's cool as fuck. I mean, uh, nobody was doing shit like that. Aye, and then they, they tried it. One of the pigs and it caught fire, and aye, and aye, the the, <laughs> one of the bits of the flaming pig ended up on the stage and everything. <laughs> aye, well, I says it, it's funny because he was talking about it really recently with Nick Mason, and he was saying that, uh, yeah, when he was like, oh, "It's a shame we can't do it now for health and safety." He says, "A fucking course you can't do it now. We could have burnt the entire place down yet after all." <laughs> aye, man. Um, but obviously, I mean that this tour is the beginning of you know this is this is it for for Waters anyway, and he, he thinks he you know he feels more alienated by you know alienated from the audience certainly anyway, and and obviously what happens next is he builds a big wall to separate yeah. him from the from the audience, which is, which is actually genius, it's isn't just, it? It's, 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 it's just another I? another you know I know people that don't like Pink Floyd and. You know, maybe just dismiss them and stuff. We'll just look at his pretentious shape, but I think it's brilliant. I think it's, ah, it's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah, I just love the I love the, the, the absolute defiance in the guy, man. Just <laughs> he's basically yeah. basically telling the people that, that pay for these fancy cars and he's supposed to go fuck themselves, man. It's amazing. <laughs> ah, exactly, man. Um so I so we eventually, yeah, the, the tour the tour finishes up that Montreal gig. I think Roger's reflecting on. I've just spat in a fan here. What the hell has been on with me? I'm, uh, what's Jesus, I've, 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 you know, I've lost it. 
because I think Nick said the Nick was Roger was normally the, the kind of almost the pacifist when it came to like you know rowdy crowds and you know hecklers and all that. He'd be the one that'd be able to kind of sort it out and let the band continue and do their thing. But at this point, he just you know just lost all ability to to keep his head with with the, the crowd and the audience. You know, probably the fr- um, frustration of the internal workings of the band at that time. Just aye, all, aye. everything just compounded. Do you just, know what I mean? I totally, I totally agree, man. Snap. Um, that's it, but you know we've got so that's that's um, I guess that's part one. You know we're going to come on to part two and talk about um, the rest of the Floyd albums, and you know we've went through you know Meadow, Obscured by Clouds, Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, and Animals. So that's five five animals, five animals, five animals, <laughs> five, animals. Five, <laughs> five albums right there, and I can't find a flaw with any of them to be honest. Oh, you know, there's there's oh. ones that I love more than others, but you know they're all they're all absolute you know. Brilliant in their, heart, own man, in their own way, man. So, aye, we're going to wrap things up then. Probably not as much humour in this one. <laughs> this is our normal podcast. I think it's been a bit more. It's bit Pink more. Floyd for fuck's sake. Just, <laughs> aye, just like Sailor. Sailor just really kind of like floating on air. Or you're just, uh, you're buttoned up. I think that, I think part two, there'll be a wee bit more humour by the time yeah, we get you to. You think so? We get to the, uh, you know. Do you think so? Momentary yeah. lapse of reason because it's for all yes. the wrong reasons, but <laughs> momentary and yeah. right, no spoilers, man. No spoilers, man. Nah. So no, that that's been it's been both enjoyable and frustrating at the same time for me because I wanted you know you wanted to really yeah, delve a wee bit more about, aye, uh, certain about. songs or certain albums, but you know um, we just thought we'd give you the short sharp shock on this one. Um, short sharp shock. shock, exactly. That was deliberate. <laughs> so let's uh, so let's wrap this up then. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Did you guys enjoy that? Was that frustrating I, for you as well? No, was... Do you know? Do you know something, man? Like I said at the start of the pod, I know these albums like the back of my hand, man. But it's just remembering the fucking song titles and then like, <laughs> what one's that? Um, you know, because yeah. I, I know I know them all, but like yeah. I don't always look at the sleeve. And, and I've got they've got multiple parts as well. Ah, and exactly. You're trying to remember what exactly. the section and yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And I think because we, you know, because I like. You know, copyrights and all that. We can just throw on the the bits and listen mm. to them, and then we could talk about them while it's playing away in the background and things like that. We just Floydle, just straight uh, Rod, down, Rod, Roger will kill us, man. So uh, send a helicopter over your house with a couple of bombs and just fucking <laughs> carpet bomb your house, man. Aye. Anyway, well, thanks for listening, and uh, part two will be out at some point. I've got no idea when we'll do part two, but it will it'll be in the future at some point. So keep an eye out for that, and if you're a fan of the Queen podcast, keep an eye out for the next episode coming your way yeah. as well. So, all right. Um, take care, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening again. Cheers. <laughs>